Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Welcome to Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. This is the pre-Thanksgiving show. In studio with us, the lovely and talented... Hello. Alex Rampernard Rasmussen. ADD victim. <laughs> yes. Just like you were saying. Yeah. Andy Rampernard. And LA Nick. And Tom. We'll be right back after this exciting announcement. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. What are we doing? We're doing car selling secrets. Oh, okay. Oh, you're going to play some tunes, in. but well, it's all right. You don't, don't want to go into another LA Nick sponsors Walzer nah. Automotive Group. <laughs> no, we don't do Walzer commercials. I know this well, is but, only the 74th episode. Well, but Nick was so into the first one. Yeah. <laughs> figured he might want to do a second. We get a guest in ten minutes. That's true. All so right. It's funny. You, you you do if you if you start looking at every car in front of you with red light, like it's true. like ten out eight out of ten will have a Walls or D sticker on it. No, yep. it includes the Wichita locations, but we sold forty five thousand cars last year. It's the last wow. blows my mind because when I came back to the company in oh four I think we had six franchises, and now it's like 26. It's wild. And we're working on some cool stuff. But anyway, um, this is our thrown together episode. I've known Nick for a long time, met him through Tom on the show back in the old deal, and I think you're the perfect guest for car selling secrets. Now, first I'm the car of all, guy. Uh, 
His name's L.A. Nick. He ran for the mayor of Minneapolis, and he's from Philadelphia. So if you can wrap your head around that. <laughs> exactly. Um, here's Pan-Americanism. A On the show, Nick, we always have the guests start out by telling the story of the first car that they ever owned. Oh, oh that's, easy. that's easy for me. I was driving around in somebody else's car. A friend, uh, Let me start over. I now, is was, this in Philadelphia? Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, and I was born right after New Year's. So when I was born, the doctor wrote the wrong date. By habit, he wrote 1963. Well, I was born in 64. Oh, so when I was 15, oh. my mom gave me that birth certificate as a present, and I didn't get it. I'm like, "What's this? Like, what's this piece of paper?" She's like, "Look at it. Look at it closely." And that made me 16, so I could get my license when I was 15 legally, uh. which was pretty cool. So I had already seen a 64 triple black GTO that was been sitting in some front of some lady's house with four flat tires, and it's been sitting there forever. It was perfect. Didn't so this a, would have been when were you? 15, so 1978? Somewhere right there. Okay. So I'm 56 now, yep. so do the math. And so <laughs> I'm trying my, to do the math. I go, I go and get my dad. I'm like, hey, come look at this. My, and my dad's a car guy. So I'm like, dad, come look at this car. And we go there. It was a 64 black, his and her shifter, her shifter, all triple black GTO, and it had four flat tires. Wow. And my dad went and knocked on the door, and the lady answered, and he said, you like to sell that car? My son would like to buy it. And the lady looked at me, and she said, yeah, I'll sell him that car. I bought it for two hundred dollars. <laughs> now a mint sixty four wow. GTO right now oh, is yeah. worth one hundred and fifty. No, wow. no, no. They're probably you can pick one up for forty. Oh, really? Yeah, really? that that year's not a very. They're they're actually the hardest year to find, but they're not the big money. Sixty nine's the big money. Yeah. Sixty seven. Okay. Yeah. Sixty nine Judge is the big one, but yeah, sixty four. They're only like in the thirties and forties. But I love that car. I, I ruined it, of course, because I was 16. <laughs> how, long did it, how long did it last? Oh, I had it into my 20s. Oh, wow. Yeah, see, I'm a little bit older than you, but I, you know, I started driving cars in the 70s and buying them then, and that 60s muscle, nobody wanted them. I had, I, I'm not kidding you, Doug, I had probably 50 cars from the time I was 16 to 25. Wow. I just kept buying and fixing and selling and trading and just nonstop. You are a real car guy. Well, you think about it, so it's like, so in the late, 70s you're saying no one wanted those mid 60s cars but how big are like 2005s right now they're not old enough to be classic well, nine, but they're the, not the new 90s cars, well, no but, there, 90s. but there, there's a good market for like uh mid 2000s Hondas and Toyotas yeah. they sell instantly on Craigslist oh, everybody really? wants but them like because they're really like expensive like a and they're like or something like yeah. nobody wants that oh yeah no, but they're not like you know people aren't buying really nice you know, two thousand fours for you know seventy thousand dollars because it's like right. they're not collectible yet. Right, and they're they, just kind of old. And they may never be. Yeah, they may never be. <laughs> you, you don't know until much later, do you? So it, it is. It's all about what somebody wanted when they were sixteen, and later in life they have yep. the money to buy that. You know car. who it told is. me that the first time? Maury Wagner, who was the original owner of Maury's Automotive Groups, yep. got this drop dead car collection. He started out as a mechanic in Long Lake in the fifties. And he's got a he's got a shed out there shed, it's got to be 120 thousand square feet, and it's, it's a just pretty big shed. Rows and rows. And, you know, some guys will collect some T-birds. He'll have like the 53 through the 59 turbo and non-turbo I models, did that and with, then the Corvettes are on the, the other Corvettes. side, and then he's got the Rolls Royce section over here. Wow. And then, it's just unbelievable. Problem, but the, he said that same thing. He goes, it, if you want to know what's, what you're going to make money on, look for stuff that guys who are 50 to 65 years old yeah, when wanted they when they were kids. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem is oh, yeah. those people now are in, looking at 70s cars, and 70s cars sucked. 
I mean, there's just the worst era yeah, in automotive true. history. 73 right. was probably the last good year. Yeah. Yeah, some of the, you know, the 70, 71, too. Those are really. 351 Mustang, 350 horse. Those are really 60s cars, yeah, right? Yeah, they yeah, just they, didn't yeah, die off. But I'm talking right, about, yeah. you know, Pintos and Mavericks yeah. and things introduced. Even, even, and the, even the stuff that was cool, like the Grabber X and, and the stuff, they still sucked. Yeah, they're terrible. <laughs> How about a Pacer? Pacer yeah, X, a, they made a Pacer X for yeah. 390, man, but it's fast as hell, but it's still junk. Yeah, it's, it's hideous. Terrible car. It's a hideous car. So when I was in college, I had a, and it wasn't a very nice car, but it was a 68 442, a real one. Yeah. And I traded it because I was, <clears throat> and a girlfriend in uh, was Minneapolis. W30 was car? Practicing in a band. No, it wasn't the oh. W30. Practicing in a band in Bloomington, and I was working in Eden Prairie, and I was going to McAllister. I couldn't afford the gas, so I traded my buddy even up for a 73 Mercury Capri. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, that wasn't a very good car. <laughs> <laughs> so now uh, a lot of people know this, but not everybody does. Nick has got a massive motorcycle collection. It's one of his passions. And now, is that are all your bikes out at the farm? Yep. I'm saying that because you're here in Minneapolis and you're going to go steal stuff. <laughs> He's 45 minutes away. Actually, yeah, by the time he gets off the show, it's an hour and a half. How many bikes do you have? Um, I don't really know about. right now. I don't really know. I think about 20. Bullshit. You have more than 20. I have some hidden. I can't say because Nancy finds stuff. And she's mad. <laughs> I have just hid some in front of the van in the garage. Yeah, it's really Walking around nice. the pasture and she finds a hidden but, staircase but down to are, a bunker. I did just get approval to turn From the Nancy? dining room into a music room and put two bikes in there. Put two bikes in the dining room? It's like it's pieces. Music room. Yeah, it's art. There's old 60s, real little. Mm-hmm. You know, How much cool vodka did you have to pour in Nancy to get her to no, sign well, off on she's, that? She's loyal to the brand. I'm very loyal to Benelli in Italy, and, and she's loyal to that brand, too, because she knows the whole family. Now, we tell people there. what Benelli motorcycles are. What's the scoop? Well, about? Benelli's the oldest, longest-running motorcycle company in existence. It's, it's that's still in business. So they're lo- longer than Harley. Oh, and, absolutely. They, okay. Well, Harley's went out of business twice. So oh, they, that's right. Yeah, so well, it didn't right? So they were closed for years. Yeah. I mean, ten year spans. They were out of business, and they were actually Italian for ten years. Aramachi bought Harley. I didn't know that. When oh, was yeah. that? In the sixties. So Aramachi bought Harley, and they were all Italian made. And now, are those the guys that sold them to AMF? Yeah, AMF sold. To, uh, Yes, they sold the AMF. Yes, so, uh, only but, Harley I ever owned was the AMF and, and you know Sporty. What? It was the worst my, motorcycle ever but made. But some of the coolest looking Harleys were AMF. You're yeah. good at that. Cars, motorcycles, whatever. I got some good luck lately, but the 60s and 70s weren't so good. But yeah, Harley. Most people know Benelli as shotguns because it was it was six brothers, and one of the brothers made shotguns, and it's number one selling shotgun in the world, number one in America by far. Really? Absolutely. Hmm. Um, that's a really cool factory. It's a humanless factory. No humans in it. It's all They make Benelli shotguns with no people. No people. You're the first person to touch that gun when you touch it. Wow. Really? Yes. They huh. throw all the stock in these. The wall opens up. And they throw all the stock in the side of this wall, and it goes in. And it's all automated. Now, are God. they all uh, gas-operated? Benelli shotguns? <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. What do you What do you mean? Yeah. So, in, as opposed to a pump action, they're you know they're semi-automatics. So. Yes, right. yes, yes. So I've got. I'm a, not a gun guy, so I'm. Not I'm not a big gun guy, guy, but I got into hunting about 30 years ago, and I yeah. was with a friend who was, and he always had the Remington 870. He goes, "These mm-hmm. things are bulletproof. You can take them apart in your sleep." Blah 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 blah. We're out duck hunting one time, and 
this friend of ours is along, and he's got a, is a Benelli, I think, or a Satori. I can't remember. Bunch of ducks come in, and his gun jams. Oh, <laughs> God. Goes, How do you like that effing piece of Italian crap yeah. now? Oh, they, all guns can jam. <laughs> That's but, right. But yeah. gas-powered shotguns are more susceptible. the top-selling shotgun in America. Possibly. <laughs> but yeah, well, they, all, they're all going to be taken by they, the government in about a month, so good luck <laughs> They to you. made those out of extra framing from the motorcycles. Really? They had really? so much framing left, too. It's all tubing. Yeah. They're like, what are you going to do with this tubing? And the guy's like... I'm going to make shotguns. Yeah. <laughs> and gonna... they are one of the only shotgun companies that also make a rifle, too. So they do make rifles. There you have it. But, yeah, Benelli is in a little town called Pesaro, Italy. There was 17 motorcycle manufacturers in that little beach town oh at one time. Oh, my God. And now, what part it, where in Italy it's on is the, it? It's, it's Rome's port city. Okay. So it's central Italy, straight across the Adriatic Sea. It's called the city that Rome built. It's it's a beautiful town. It's where the mountains meet the ocean. So up in the mountains is Urbino, and then down at the beach is Pesaro. And it's a, it's kind of a city caught back in time. It's it's almost like you're back in the '60s there. Really, the women still go. They go out. They get all dialed up and they ride their scooters with high heels on and little purses. Oh, Vespa and, and stuff. Yeah, and all the older women are on bicycles cool. with their little purses and their high heels on bicycles, and they won't go out unless they're all done up. It's it's just a really neat little town, and wow. it's it's one of my favorite places in the world. We have got to take a break. We got a guest coming up. Grant McCracken will join us, the new honor code, and then following that, we have part two of Car Selling Secrets. This is just going to be an exciting show. No question. Tom Bernard, and here with me is the CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, these are tough times for a lot of businesses. I know that North American Banking Company has been working hard to help several different small and large business owners throughout the state. Tommy, our lenders are working with customers not only on recovery, but planning for the future. To date, we have helped over 365 businesses in the state by lending more than $70 million through the SBA's Paycheck Protection Program. I know these programs can be challenging for a lot of businesses to navigate. Right, with many revisions to the Paycheck Protection Plan and similar programs, keeping up with them hasn't been a two-foot putt for many business owners. At North American Banking Company, our team of expert lenders are working with our customers every day to help them understand and navigate these complex programs, simplifying them so our customers can focus on what they do best running their businesses. Simple. I like it. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. By now you've all heard me talk about MyPillow and how it's literally changed my life. My friend Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, fit me for my very own MyPillow, and I haven't stopped raving about them since. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape. Made in the USA. If you don't have a MyPillow or know someone who doesn't, now is the time. Because for a limited time, Mike is offering his premium MyPillows, yes, the one that started it all, for his lowest price ever. You can get a queen-size premium MyPillow for $29.98, regularly $69.98. That's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more, by the way. Folks, now is the time to buy. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, but they are the best Christmas gifts ever. $29.98 for a queen-size premium MyPillow. Buy now, and Mike will extend his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Square and use promo code TOM. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. 
Grant, ready to go? Yep. Grant, McCrack- I'm Grant McCracken, ladies and gentlemen. New Honor Code, a simple plan for raising our standards and restoring our good names. you got a lot of work ahead of you, Grant, if we're going to restore our good name, don't you think? you got a lot, a lot of work ahead of you. By the way, the book is available on Amazon and pretty much everywhere. Cultural anthropologist and thought leader Grant McCracken proposes a radical solution for our time of unprecedented scandal. A return to honor. How do we return to honor? Are you talking about as a country, as a people, or everything? Yeah. I think it starts with people, and it feels like, you know, we've just had this kind of flood of bad behavior by people in every corner of the world. And, mm-hmm. you know, it would be great if we could just ring a bell or declare a new philosophy or create a new religion and say, okay, we're starting again. But, of course, we're never going to do that. Um, and it, so it feels to me like one of the ways to take this on is to say to every individual, there are a few simple principles here that can increase your sense of honor, uh, your uh, conduct as an honorable person. And if all of us follow a few simple rules, then then we're kind of, the, the accumulative effect will be a better, more honorable America. You know, Grant, that your timing couldn't be better today because there's an article in the news uh, today in the national news about a Lauder Hill, Florida, uh, at a Wawa store, W-A-W-A, they have, they're kind of like, I don't know, they're, they're convenience stores, gas station kind of thing. And right. these two guys got in a ferocious fist fight, I mean, to the point where one man's pants fell off, they were fighting so hard, so his naked butt wow. was hanging out on the video for most of it. You know why they got in a serious fist fight trying to literally beat each other to a pulp? You know why they no. were fighting? No. Because one man had the nerve to hold the door for the other guy, and the other guy said, don't hold the door for me, you son of a bitch. I don't need your help. I mean, he was trying to be nice to the guy. They end up in a fist fight. What is that? I don't know. And one of those guys broke one of the cardinal rules of honor, and that's keep your pants on. (laughs) Yes, that would be good, Grant. Keep your pants on is a good starting spot. I, I yeah. couldn't believe it when I read that story, Grant. What has happened to us? Why are we so crazy right now? Yeah, we've lost, you know, you think back, even you don't have to go back very far, several decades to think of an America where there was a kind of civility. And and at the very least, there was that sense of, you know, look, do what you have to do in your life. Just don't make me party to it or, you know, don't inflict it on me. Do what you have to do, but leave mm-hmm. me out of it. And uh, now it kind of feels like everything's on the table, everything's negotiable, everything has to be thought out. I guess part of that is that we've, you know, these are difficult times and we've been driven to two ideological extremes, so mm-hmm. everything's a fighting word um, these days, and it would be great if we could kind of scale that back. But, hey, I understand that people believe that uh, the future of the country is, is on the table and we have to to fight things out. I, I think we could fight them out in a more honorable way, and that is, look, I accept your right to say what you have to say. I'll mm-hmm. even listen to it, um, uh, however much I disagree with it, and I will expect kind of reciprocal courtesy. You'll listen to me, and and at some point you hope that the ideological, the rhetorical pressure comes down sufficiently that people are prepared not just to listen, but also possibly to entertain the other party's point of view. So, um, 
but as I say, these are moments are so fraught. It, it, it'll take a while to get there. It will. Uh, the, the amazing thing to me right now is this doxing and cancel culture thing. Oh. What people yeah. don't seem to understand is, okay, we'll use me as an example. You come after me because I'm, you know, a public figure. You come after me and you destroy my uh, my radio career, my voiceover career, whatever you've destroyed. How do they not understand you've just hurt my wife, my son, my daughter, my grandkids. You've hurt all these people because you don't agree with what I say. I, I couldn't get to that point, Grant. I can't get there. Yeah. Well, look at yeah. the, look at oh, the I, Senator Feinstein for hugging, for giving, what's the name, a hug. They gave man, a hug. They got rid of her. Unbelievable, I know. Man. They got rid of her. It's yeah. on, She's 87. Yeah. It's so sad. It's sad. I know. It's sad. So, Grant, yeah. I, I just having you on today is a great thing because it's Thanksgiving tomorrow. I am grateful to be an American, but apparently a lot of people aren't. They can't stand America anymore. I don't know what America did to them, but they did something, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's a hair trigger kind of. In the book, I talk a little bit about how honor worked in Elizabethan England, and things got so nasty in the 16th century as Catholics and Protestants went at one another. Yeah. She said, listen, there are some things that are, she called them, things indifferent. Some things we don't have to argue about. Uh, there will always be opposition, but let's take these things off the table. It feels to me like we need to do that uh, too, right? And doxing is just manifestly wrong, attacking people's livelihoods and their and their families right. and their and their security. That's manifestly wrong. That's dishonorable behavior if ever there were uh, things. Because what that I mean, practically speaking, what happens? People stop standing for the truth they believe in, and, and, and then where do we end up if, if, uh, if we no longer uh, hear from the people who have things we need to hear? You know, do we have to make the owners of Twitter and Facebook and all these other things uh, accountable for the things they allow to appear in their site? Because that, to me... You know, I grew up in a very poor neighborhood, a very tough neighborhood, and I guarantee you all these tough guys on Twitter and Facebook wouldn't be tough guys where I grew up, I can promise you that. Right. It's made everybody right. a loudmouth yeah. jerk. Uh, we got to do yeah. something about the that. The CEO of LinkedIn came out last night in a statement, in live video, and really hammered those guys. Good. They should. And he's, you know, he's a CEO of a top tech company, but he hammered Twitter and Facebook saying that they it. did a lot of bad things. They're getting people oh. killed, and yeah. they don't have to answer for it. Yeah. It's terrible. Well, they're yeah. more powerful than the country. Yeah, they are. They are. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and there's a kind of sanctimony at work in Northern California, I guess, where you suppose you so believe in the, in the righteousness of your position that you're entitled um, to, uh, to demote people on Twitter or to obscure their presence on social media. Um, that, that's, that's just astonishingly against against the rules. And, you know, I always looked at those people who came out of Silicon Valley as pretty exemplary people. You know, they felt almost a little bit like philosopher kings, right? These deeply yeah. intelligent, worldly people. And to see them behave in this way is just, it's, it's, it's really revolting. So how, how do you control it? I just looked this up so I, I would get it right. Mm -hmm. Facebook, I mean, the genie's out of the bottle. They're so big. It, I just looked this up. How many Facebook... Uh, users does uh, get added every day. God, I have no idea. Jeez. Half five hundred thousand. Yeah. Five hundred thousand a day. Oh, I, thought so you, I thought it was more than that. I thought it was more than that. 
It was more than that well, at one time. But how do you control the content? I mean, I get it, but it's just it's well, they have so to be accountable big. for the really violent stuff. It's it's actually not the problem is not them controlling the content. It's the the problem is them hiding content. Yeah, that's true. That's that the is, problem. They do a lot of that. They're too. not. They're not. The, the, what they let they're letting you see certain things. The gear towards who you are. Right. They know no, everything about that. you. Yeah, they, they follow do. everything yep. you buy. They follow yep. everything you like. They know what side you lean on. It really, it was very yeah. good. They know everything about you. They're big. They're the new big brother. So, so Grant, we've only got a couple of minutes left. So I got to ask you, what's it like yeah. to to advise Kanye West? That's got to be an exciting <laughs> wow. life, Grant. Yeah, yeah. I have to say, you know, my advice was. Uh, it was more, much more to the camp of Kanye West than it was to the man himself. He, he is a, like a city state, right? He's a complicated enterprise with lots of moving parts. So, uh, extremely. But the short answer is extremely interesting. Oh God, <laughs> he's a very interesting guy. There's not about what a fulfilling life you've had, Grant. You live. I, I like it. He, he lives in Connecticut with his wife and three cats. <laughs> I like that, Grant. The cats bring you some peace, do they? Thank you. That is a wonderful thing. Grant, I think we need a lot more people like you who will step up and say, you know, this is not working. we got to get, well, again, I just love the name of the book, The the New Honor Code, A Simple Plan for Raising Our Standards and Restoring Our Good Names. I love the name of the book. I'm really, really happy that you put it out. Uh, I could not agree more, Grant. We we have to get back to being decent people. And I do think that we got to do something about, uh, about uh, digital because it's going to get worse instead of better because ev- all these people who would say things about me or whatever because I am a public figure would never say them to my face. There's no way they'd ever do right. that. So, Grant, yeah. you got to come back. i got to talk to you again yeah. uh, I, sometime. I want to reach I, out to you again if that's all right. I would love to, sir. It's been a pleasure ch- chatting. Thank nice you so talking much. to you. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your lovely wife and your three cats. Two Thank cats. You. He's got three cats. Oh, three cats. He's oh, got okay. three, yeah. Thank you, Grant. Very good. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. Grant McCracken, ladies and gentlemen, the book's called The New Honor Code. I, I, I'm telling you, we need an honor code. We've lost Well, we need minds. something, that's for sure. Jesus, people have lost their minds <laughs> no, with the pe- way they act. People are dicks. I just, oh, again, you get in a fist fight because <laughs> somebody hard. held a door for you. They're no, trying the, to be the, nice. The Feinstein thing, real Senator Feinstein's the know. nicest lady in the world, I and know. that just made me literally almost, I almost so cried. I've been purposely staying away from what happened to Feinstein. She she hugged the uh, Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham she gave him a hug, and the the left went berserk in the party, man, and they forced her. They, they literally her sat out. her down and forced her to give up her chair. And Lindsey yep. Graham is who? Lindsey Graham's another senator, Republican senator, Republican Republican senator. senator. and he's a, and he's a oh. real nice man too. But Feinstein's the nicest lady in the world. That's what I heard. She's I mean, eighty-seven. She's a sweetheart, couldn't man. let it go. She's eighty-seven. You want to let it go there? She gave him a hug. Uh, big deal. They're friends. They've been friends for thirty some years. Yeah, I didn't know about that. When did this happen? Yeah, uh, officially happened. Uh, no, but that's when the hug happened. Okay. But yeah. they pushed her out day before yesterday, and Chuck Schumer's the one who did it. He took her in private. He took her in private and said, "You have to step down." Honestly, he for is doing a that hateable for doing that in being. public. And I can't stand his knees but, either. Oh, I mean, who would kick someone? I like Chuck yeah, there, there he is. Chuck <laughs> Buy some glasses. <laughs> the glasses. All right, we got to take a break. Come back. Car selling secrets part two. 
Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is the equal opportunity employer. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. You know, following the lead of Jimi Hendrix, you have to call this car selling secrets slight return. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I wonder what he was doing. God, I loved him. I wonder what he was do- be doing now, though. He would be relevant today. Well, he could he'd be, be crappy. Eighty years old. He could be. Yeah, you never know. He could he'd be crappy. Be, he'd be eighty years old. You no, know, sometimes they say it's a good. But career he couldn't like BB King. Yeah, all the way yeah. to the end. Yeah. Oh, I love BB King too. But he played all the way to. Yeah, he, he, should, have, he should have pulled the pin about four or five years before really? he did. Yeah, Lucy? I saw last, when he was last late. couple of years he was, he he was struggling. It was kind of tough to watch. Very, yeah, I understand that. But I love I love BB King. Yeah, he was great to watch. Oh God. All right, let's Lucy talk. I, I did some I did some uh, prep work. Look at that! You got <laughs> prep work. Prep work. Are you trying to embarrass the rest of us? So you know. It, it, it's weird in this country that people there's a, a a large number of people that think electric vehicles are like the end of the world. Yeah, but they I do. Tell right. you, the yep. manufacturers are going full they speed are, ahead with man. this stuff. People don't have no idea. Let me read yeah. this. So this is uh, what automakers are committing to spending on development of electrical electric vehicles. Through 2025, General Motors will spend 27 billion dollars. Ford will spend 11 and a half. Hyundai is spending 18, Volkswagen 41 and a half billion dollars. And you going to be the top vehicles. electric vehicle? Who? Volvo. Volvo. Yep, they have. They have right now. As of right now, they have the best model. It has the longest mileage. It hmm. gets 300 and I believe 80 miles oh, to that's a charge, yeah. that's and really they can fast charge in 30 minutes. Wow, really? which is critical. So the battery yeah. technology is, is improving, critical. and it keeps getting yeah. better. And the new, the new I, Mustang, I think, and sadly, we're not a Ford dealer. It, Those will start getting delivered it, in the spring. And look, GM's coming with a thousand horsepower electric Hummer, that. man. Thousand that. horsepower. A thousand horsepower. On a related Hummers story. <laughs> a thousand horsepower, though. Elon Musk just went by oh, Bill Gates. <laughs> He's the second richest person in the world. Entrepreneur net worth yeah. soared seven point two billion dollars to a hundred and twenty-seven point nine billion dollars. God, and wow. he is already a rich kid. Yeah, he's already doing pretty well. He's no, a lot of it, the, you know, it's the rocket, the SpaceX business, and I, I, I don't he know. He still money, makes though. money up. No, he didn't, didn't come from money at oh, all. Oh, yes, he did. Did he really? He came from a very wealthy family. But I thought Andy, he was checking out for me. I thought he and his dad were not, because he's South African, and he came to Canada, I think, and kind of bummed around that's with right, one yeah. of his uncles. Yeah, I think yep. that's right. Went South Africa, of, then Canada, then the U.S. And how much was his family worth when he left? About well, $8 billion. I don't know if that's Well, he made all his money on, uh, on PayPal. 
Yes. That was his deal. That's how oh, he got started. Yeah. yeah. But oh, he really? did come from a very wealthy family. He did, yeah. I wonder if he was. I, I, I had the feeling that he was somewhat estranged from his. Uh, probably a slave father. trader. South Africa. Well, this is a first on Car Selling Secrets. The guest just got up and left. Yeah, no, he just got up and left. I think <laughs> he, he got, got a phone crying. call. Yeah, he had a phone. Well, he has his FedEx package that he needs to track down. He does indeed. It's all true. Uh, yeah, he did become estranged from his father, yes. Estranged. But his whole family is successful and rich, so. Yeah. Like, he, he has a. Let's see, a younger sister who is a CEO of a video streaming site. Yep. Uh, he's got a brother who was a business partner of his. His dad was an electromechanical engineer. His mom was a model. That's uh, right. His mom was a model. I remember huh, here. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yep. yep. So, yeah, he, he came from money. Lots which, of dough. which is, you know, that might explain part of it because you have that security net of your family's wealth yeah. and you can take some out. And he's taken some outrageous risks. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much everything that he's done. <laughs> I loved my Tesla. The only, Like I said, the bricking thing was the only thing that made me get rid of it. I know a good amount of people with Teslas now. Yeah. Paul Lambert's got one the uh, sedan. He loves the damn my thing. Well, the S. That's a nice looking yeah, car. It is a really beautiful car. Yeah, yep. I have one friend that has one, and then Dan's oldest brother just got one. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Did he get the big one? I don't think so. Did he get the big one? <laughs> the big one. Oh, the four door. There's a four door now, right? It's called the Tesla no. big one. <laughs> the Tesla big one. I'm you not sure what? what he got, actually. I'm actually anxious to see what happens because if you drive across this country, Tesla somehow got charging stations places. Oh, right yeah. They're, yeah. they're yeah. everywhere. Yeah. No, they're all over the Targets place. Targets have like right, yeah. 15. But, but, yeah. but yeah. they're supposed, they, they're going to only have about 2% of the market in five years. Really? Yes, that's that's what the numbers work out with, with how many cars GM and Volvo is supposed to be dumping the most. The, Tesla will only have about 2% of the market. So what happens to all those? They're going to all need charging stations, too. So does Tesla get pushed out of the spots? That's actually a question I had for Doug that you might know. I'll just make up the answer if I don't. (laughs) (laughs) So electric slash hybrids, are the connectors for the charging cables proprietary or universal? They are different. Oh, so yeah, that's crappy. So you can't use now, a hybrids, Tesla. hybrids. Most of them are not plug-in vehicles. There are plug-in hybrids, but but most like the Prius, right? And they do have a plug-in Prius, uh, but the uh, engine charges the battery while the car is being right. driven, and that's yeah. Yeah. So it works. Basically, yeah. like a really nice alternator. I, I would think, it, just yeah. like the, the government did with diagnostic plug-ins, they will have I to think, make yeah. them all the same at one point. Yeah, because yeah, if you think about think it, so, if yeah. you have a hybrid, yeah. or not a hybrid, an electric car from one company, that means... You, so if you don't have a Tesla, you can't use a Tesla I'm charging oddly get Well, no, because I don't think Tesla lets you, because <laughs> they spend all the money building those things. Well, nobody's but I there. think the Stop ones it. that are in the shopping centers, and I don't know how they do it. I'm really a, lot, a little out of my depth on this. <laughs> well, but Just coming back from Denver, I'm like in the middle of nowhere, and there's this family sitting there for two hours charging up yeah. to death. Really? And I got gas in five seconds. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. what are you people doing, man? Yeah, no, true. they're not. It, it's it's a challenge to drive that stuff across country now because the best ones on the market and coming out, you're right, are about 350 mile ranges. Which yes, is Volvo's saying 380. That won't uh, even get you to Chicago. It'll get you to right. Milwaukee. And that's the, the longest ones. Yeah. So it is. I, you know, but I love it's going to get ELR. better rather than worse. Why and, and did the ELR work? I you love know, that. Car. I think. I think General Motors made some phenomenal marketing mistakes. One, the, the, the ELR was the 
world's nicest Chevy Volt. It was a car I leased one to Tom. Um, just a f- beautiful looking car and the same technology, but they marketed it wrong because a lot of people and I car people would say, God, I need to get a, a good used cars. What's the best deal in the market? This is about five years ago. I says, buy a Chevy Volt. They're just they're fifty cents on the dollar. Right. It's a great car. Right. And they go, I don't want an all electric car. Well, it's not all electric. It's a hybrid. Right. Well, why do they call it the Volt? That's yeah. a good question. Yeah. You know what's funny? Good, electric electric cars is. have been around since the 1800s. Yeah. They made tons right. of them in the 20s. That's when and, they started. Yeah, there was tons of them in the 20s, and they were actually better than the, than yeah. the gas-powered cars. They really were. But then the gas but, technology yeah. got better, yeah. and gas well, they was went, cheap. But, and, and they went faster. That yeah. was the whole thing. Yeah. How about that reveal yesterday, speaking of electric cars? I can't remember who it was. Guy, the brilliant man, came out and said, you know the $2 trillion they want to spend on the Green New Deal? It will do nothing to change our climate. No. Nothing. You know, it's a waste of money. The, the, the whole either. thing about all that, unless you stop India and China exactly. from dumping everything. That was his point. They yeah. dump everything. That's why it costs so cheap to manufacture there. They don't have yep. an EPA. They just dump it. Well, so unless China, you stop that. I don't know about that, India, but China, I mean, it, it, the... Automotive restrictions in Beijing are in ba- unbelievable. In, in Beijing, yes, because they had you know, they yes, they can't function. It's yes. so only two billion pollution so bad. India there. has nothing. They don't do anything. They don't do anything. No. Yeah, and my favorite is that picture of little kids swimming in a pond. And they show the other side of the pond, and there's an outhouse that dumps right into the yeah. pond. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, right. <laughs> Jesus, they burn, really? Oh, they burn bodies on the side of the road. They do. Yeah, in Beijing. If you buy a electric vehicle, there's no tax. If you buy a gas-powered oh, okay. vehicle, it's a hundred percent tax, yeah. and there's a lottery for if you get a license plate or not. Oh my God! And it's, this is doing nothing to help the environment. Well, it, no, it's actually clean. No, I, I hope China's, so. a, China's better now than it well, was five or ten listen, years ago. We're the ago, only country that doesn't tax on the CC. Almost every country right. in the world, the, 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 bigger, the bigger motor you have in your car, the more you're paying. That's yeah. right. So yeah. they, for taxes, for your tabs, mm-hmm. for tags, every year you have to pay that tax. So that's why everyone oh. drives little Fiats and little scooters, and that's oh yeah. just, and that yeah. helps the, that helps emissions. Well, but this so, is a much bigger country too. I, mean, I know, but we're ridiculous. You go down the freeway you see these little these 20 some or 30 some year old girl in this massive this from SUV. a guy who earlier admitted to do 105 in a rental chevy yeah. silverado yeah, pickup there you go <laughs> But that, I don't kind of mileage do those Chevys get at 105? You know what? Awesome. <laughs> really? That, that truck awesome. was awesome. <laughs> awesome. Okay, yeah, so great. I was I would just get I was getting 350 miles to the tank full. It was costing me an average about thirty-seven dollars to fill up that tank. Yeah, it's pretty good. That is good. Yeah, until you hit, until you hit western states and gas literally doubles. Yeah, doubles, man. You cross one single line huh. in this country, gas doubles. It goes from two to four. Really? Yeah, one line. You cross one line, it's two bucks to four bucks. That's because You're truckers like, well, out bucks. there get paid a lot more because it's. Oh, I Trucking I in the mountain it's, states it's is state tax, isn't it? Well, it's state, state well, tax. California, that's, that's a big part. California's of it. ridiculous yeah. state tax. It's yeah, ridiculous. It well, we're headed there. We and, are. And then I noticed a bunch of things going on. If anyone's traveling, be careful because you'll see these road signs that says two two o four for unleaded, and you. I think you just unplugged our timer somehow. You pull in there. Oh, yeah, it fell out. Oh, it fell oh, out. Right. I'm you, two feet you, from it. You pull in there, and you go to weird. pump your gas, a ghost. and it's, it's $2.50. Yeah. <laughs> they scam you. There's, I thought that was illegal. It was almost a 10. You'd think it would be. But it's not. It happened to me three times on this last trip. You know, I've driven across country, four, I think, four times from a Walzer car in the last three months. 
PA twice, Reno. I went to Reno and Yosemite, Saint and now Paul. I just went to I just that. went to Denver. So it's good. I don't know. I like I like it. That's gonna it's do it. The travel man. company. Yeah, the pre-holiday show was really fun. Special guest Ellie by. Nick came in. Uh, basically, a three-hour commercial for the rental <laughs> division of Walzer Automotive. Yeah, it really was. I mean, a three-hour commercial. But baby. I think people should keep in mind that Walzer does do paintless dent repair. <laughs> and and if you have a cracked windshield, you might not have to have that windshield replaced. They can fix right. it. What are they you can dating, actually, Paul? What the hell? No, but they can fix it. They can fix that crack. Like, yeah, and you won't I find know. it. You literally yeah. won't find the crack. Yep. And Walzer does that. I don't even know how that we would do. work. Yeah, they fill it with something. If it's smaller than a quarter? No, but they can do a crack. As long as oh, it's they can do a whole yeah. in the driver's they line, direct line of vision. They can do a crack now. Oh, because it'll oh. skew. Anywhere. Well, oh, no, it's a, a, it's a, it's a yeah, yeah, yeah. They actually do a crack, do cracks now. Oh, And wow. you can't tell it was there. We'll close with this. I bought the car from Walzer. It's a very nice car, no doubt about it. I had it one day, and a car in front of me kicked up a rock and broke my windshield. Oh, it's a no-fault glass state, so you're right. Uh, it cost me $1,200. Why? It's a no-fault glass state. Well, they it, Minnesota's it is. no-fault glass. Yeah, it should be covered. 100%. They didn't cover it. Why? That's really weird. I don't know. What what I just had to get... Shitholia. <laughs> state Farm. I got because State Farm. we're a no-fault glass state. Well, somebody owes me twelve hundred dollars. I'll tell you and that. If you can get a hold of George Corporal, he probably owes you a box <laughs> yeah, of sticks. Right. No, Dad probably, probably just called some the wrong place. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> come fix my windshield, and then they pay. You yeah, have to go through your insurance. That would be him. I called right there. Right. We are no fault glass state, though. I needed the if your windshield bucks. gets cracked, <laughs> it's a little short on the rent. If your windshield gets cracked in Minnesota, your insurance company has to pay for yeah, it. Yeah, it's one hundred percent. I better I collect. Time for me to Not all up. states are, but Minnesota is a no Folks, fault we're running state. out of tape. We will see no shows tomorrow. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. We'll see you next week.